Melissa Lecrae right now, you locked in with Generation Motivation, my man Jay Money. I tried to warn them, told them it was coming, but they ain't ready for it. They ain't ready for it. They ain't ready for it. They tried to knock it, but they couldn't stop it because they ain't ready for it. They ain't ready for it. What's happening, good people? Hey, it is your boy, J Money, aka J Snipes, aka the podcast of the people. Back with another episode of Generation Motivation, the podcast. Um, I, you know what? I am uh, I am wrapping up the series I have where I'm highlighting women that are making a an huge impact on their community um, for Women's uh, History Month. And so this is actually this is special because this is my final interview. Not not now. I, I'm saying it as if I'm I'm never going to interview another woman again. But um, which is not the case, which is not the case at all. But I'm in, in regards to uh, this you know special series that I have going on. Uh, this is actually my final interview in the series since the the month ends uh, in March. So um, but I am pleased to have a, another special guest on the show. I have Miss Adrian Odom, who uh, it's a lot of slashes behind her name as well. Uh, hey, she is doing a lot in, in in the community. First and foremost, she is an author. She is a, a domestic abuse advocate. Um, she's a veteran. Uh, and also, she is the founder of not just one, but two, two nonprofit organizations. So, um, you know what, Adrian, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, you know, I, I it first first off, your book, um, The Making of a Soldier. If you have not picked up uh this book, definitely, definitely pick it up, support, because it's very impactful. It'll definitely uh definitely change your lives and uh very eye opening. Um but but before we you know delve into the book though, Adrian, just kind of introduce yourself a, a little bit briefly. Kind of kind of tell the listeners a you know a tad bit about yourself. Okay, my name is Adrian Odom. Mm-hmm. I am like Jay said. I am the author of The Making of a Soldier. Um, I have two nonprofit organizations. One is Joshua's Place, and one is Career Growth After Domestic Abuse. Um, I am currently in school to get my master's in social work. Um, I just graduated in December with my bachelor's degree. I am 100% totally and permanently disabled veteran. Um, And I advocate for not only veterans, but for women who have suffered um, domestic violence and sexual assault as well. Mm. Wow. Um, well, first off, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to, to, um, come to the show and, and share your testimonial. Um, yeah, you know, as well as, um, thank you for all that you do in the community and, and for being a beacon of light for those that are, uh, in, in darkness right now. Um, your, your, your book is very, very enlightening, eye-opening. Um, all the trials and tribulations that you've gone through to be able to get to this point. Um, you know, just how, how it's so much in that book, man. It's wow. It's just, 
I know. <laughs> it's, it's, you know the, the crazy thing, though, Jay? Yes. When I was writing the book, I had to talk to God because I did most of my writing, like, when my family was asleep. Okay. Like, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Okay. So it was just me and God. And I'll be typing, and I'm like, God, you really want me to put this in here? Like, mm. I really got to put this in here? Like, I don't want everybody to know this. <laughs> right. But I was thinking. Right. And I did it anyway, out of obedience. And, you know, sometimes I had my moments when I would break down and I would cry because reliving it, it's almost, it was almost like I was there again. Right. So it, it was. It was a roller coaster. It was an emotional roller coaster writing The Making of a Soldier. But I wanted to tell my truth because I wanted women to read my book and know that there is someone out there who has been through what they're going through or is going through what they're going through, but there is a way out. Mm. You know? So I just put it in a book, which um, my uncle had came to me first in 2015, actually. And um, he was the one who actually um, motivated me to write the book. And um, I did it, and, and it, it just, it freed me right. of so much, so much bondage that um, I had endured and a lot of baggage that I had, was holding on to and carrying around that I had to free me, you know, because I knew by telling my story to somebody else or for somebody else, it would help them get the strength or the carriage to write their story or either tell their story or be be an advocate to help someone else. Right. Exactly. And, you know, in regards to your story, um, there's so many, so many moving parts in the, in, you know, of your story. Um, just when we say trials and tribulations, man, I mean, you, you went through the gamut, um, and, and I'm sure it made you a lot stronger, uh, on the other side, but, just, you know, just reading about the, the the physical abuse, you know, in your relationship, just reading about, um, you know, homelessness and, 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 and having to sleep in the cars and shelters. Um, yeah. Domestic abuse. Right. Yeah. You know, um, what, you know, once again, it's, it's, it's so much to unpack. Um, so, but just, I, you know, what part of your story do you think is the most impactful? You know, share a little bit about your story and, and, and you know, a little bit of the trials and tribulations. But and, and then kind of touch on which one you feel as though was the most impactful to where you just kind of say, you know what? There is a there's a light at the end of this tunnel. Um, but but. You know, just kind of briefly touch on your on your story. Okay, um, I think you said the most impactful, right? Right, right. I know it's so. I mean, it's so much to unpack. You know, what I'm saying it's it's. 
and I'm saying, and I'm saying this, you know, for the listeners. I know it's, you know, like I, it, it, and it's no way for me to diminish any part of your story. Like every part of your story is is equally as important as the other part. Um, but you know, just just uh, what part would you like to share and just kind of tell how you how it impacted you and how it helped you to to make it over the hump. Um, for me, the most impactful thing was, um, when I had, had my abortion okay. back, um, in 2010, okay. October of 2010, that was really the hardest part for me to write. Yeah. And I had to put it in, in my book to tell my story because there are so many women who experience that and you know a lot of them are afraid to tell anyone or they feel like they'll be looked at differently because they have done it and you know with the laws now um, uh, uh, with the way that they are going with the abortions I wanted women to hear that coming from me and me openly saying it for the world to see and to hear, I think, I, I feel like it, it gave a pathway for women who have had abortions or have, have been faced with that decision because that was the, a hard decision for me because I already had three kids. Right. And... Here I was pregnant with another. Right. And so it was, it, I felt like for the women who have endured it and don't feel like, you know, or feel like they're ashamed or people would judge them for doing it, I just want them to know that they're not by themselves. They're not alone, you know, and we as women, we are faced with tough decisions every day, you know, and the lesson that I took out of it was to never say never. Okay. And the reason why I said that is because I always said I would never have an abortion. I would never have an abortion. I'm never having an abortion. If I get pregnant, I'm just going to have my child. Right. But never say never because I was put in a situation I was getting ready to leave for the Army. I had three children at home, so I had to make a choice. Was I going to bring a child into this world struggling with three kids that I already had and bring another one into the situation? And I was already in an abusive relationship and had one child with this man. And... I could. I just felt like it wasn't fair to bring a child into the world in that type of uproar. It just wasn't fair, and it wasn't fair to my other children, even though a lot of people say, well, you know, you could have used protection or you could have um, did something to prevent it or whatever the case may be. Yeah, that may be your thoughts, and that may be how you feel, and some people listening to this podcast may feel the same way. But until you're put in that situation, you really don't know how you would handle it. 
And I think for me, that was the most impactful. Okay. And, mm-hmm. and I'm glad you circled back around to tell your reasons as to why you were faced with that decision. Um, like you said, because basically you were, you were trying to escape an abusive relationship and you made a decision to go into the, into the army for a better life for your family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and I wanted to, I wanted people to really understand that, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was a lot deeper than just saying, you know, I, I, I don't want to have, have this child. Like you were literally leaving the next day to go into the military. Yes. No, the next week. The next week. Okay. You were leaving the next week to, to go into the military. You already had your plans. It was already tough enough for you to come to that decision to go into the military because you didn't want to leave your three kids behind and you were going to, you were going to be gone for what, nine months? Exactly. So, and so that's, that's on top of you you were in an abusive relationship and didn't want to have another child with someone that was already abusing you. So, right. yeah, that's wow. That's, that's tough. That that's tough. Um, it's very tough. And you know, Jay, I just doing the procedure, I would just, I was just laying there and I just cried out to God and I asked God to please forgive me. Right. I just kept asking God to forgive me. And let me tell you this amazing thing um, about when I went to the abortion clinic. Um, when I went in to have a procedure during, um, and they took me back to the room, it was a nurse that had, was holding me in her arms during the procedure. And I was crying, and I was just crying out to God, just asking God to please forgive me. Please forgive me. And she said, baby, he already has. Mm. And when I stood up, when the the procedure was finished, I stood up and blood ran down my leg. And it got onto my socks, and I threw my socks in the trash can. And she said, baby, don't throw your socks away. And I was like, no, I don't have no memories of this day. Right. He asked me for... Um, my address and my phone number. And I told her I didn't know where I was going to be stationed at. She said as soon as she gave me my address, she told me as soon as I got stationed to make sure I wrote her. Mm-hmm. So I did. And Jay, this woman, sent me letters throughout my whole time at basic training. Mm-hmm. I, um, I wrote her back. It was just very encouraging. Right. I got out of the army. I have tried to find this woman on Facebook and at the clinic that I went to. They have no record of this woman being there. I know. I read that. It was just like, she was just like a guardian angel. Yes. That was like, it sent chills down my spine because I was like, oh my God. Right. I know this woman was here. Right. Right. It was just, everything just vanished. And I was like, Wow. Right. That's something. That's something. But she was, Hey, she was being used as a vessel, you know, from God to, to comfort you and and let you know, um, you know, he, he's not going to turn his back on you. Yeah. You know? So that's, wow. That, that's amazing. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's definitely a tough read in terms of, uh, 
when I say a tough read with your book, it's just to imagine someone going through, you know, what you what you had to endure, you know, with your, your relationship, you know, your father passed away um, and, and you were at such a, a, a young age and when he was 23. He was 23 when he got killed. And you were four? And I was four. Yeah. You know, and, and like you were saying about, you know, not having your father there. And, and then, and then uh, you know, obviously the whole, uh, uh, you know, everything that took place with your adopted grandfather. It was It's just, I mean, I you know what? The, the name of the book is The Making of a Soldier. I, yeah. I definitely recommend, you know, everyone that's listening to this podcast to to pick up the book and read it because it's so much to unpack, like I said. And um but one thing I can say is look at you now. Look at look how yeah. far you've come, look how strong you are. Grandmother as well. Um yeah, I'm a granny. <laughs> yeah. So congratulations on that. Um, yes, you know, and and I'm sure that your, your kids are very proud of, uh, of you as well, all the steps that you've made and how you have turned, you know, how, how you've turned your, your trials and tribulations into testimonials and in an attempt to help others. Um, and I, and you know, Jay, I, I, my strength, my, excuse me. My children gave me my strength. Yes. Because I would look at them and I knew I could not give up. I had to keep going. Right. You know, even now, you know, I still have my issues. I still have stuff that I deal with or whatever. Because you're human. You're human. Because you're human. We all do, you know? Yeah. But I've got to a point where I can, I can deal with it. Right. I don't like break down anymore or you know anything like that but i did want to go back to to something you said yes when you were saying about my my father's passing and you know me longing for him yes i think that's how i word it in the book i'm not correctly i, I gotta read it again <laughs> um but what a lot of people look at uh african-american women I'm just saying this, huh? um, and I don't mean any disrespect or any harm to anybody, but I'm just saying amongst our culture, there's so many single parents out here in Nama, and we are frowned upon, like the low-income families that's living in a project or low-income housing or whatever, and it's sad because there are a lot of women who have grown up with either no father or in an abusive home, nine times out of ten. Right. And most of the time, in most cases, it's like a generational curse. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these women don't know how to get free. They don't know. That's all they've known. And society wants to label them or put them in a box by themselves. Right. That's where I come in. Because I want to be able to reach those people, right. those people that's, that's low income, that's living in housing authority, you know, or homeless or whatever, because I feel like those are the ones that, that need it most. They, 
I want to implement something within the community, the housing community, mm-hmm. um, to where I can set up a um, like classroom there. And I really would like to have someone come in like once a week and speak kind of motivationally. Right. And help these women get to where they, they deserve to be in life, you know, because everybody is not a statistic. Right. You know, we're right. labeled that because that's what society says because we come from a single parent home. This is this and this is that. But if they don't know, if these, if these women or men don't know how to become free and no one tells them, then how do you expect this to fix the situation you can't right that's true that's so true and like you said you're a liaison you're you're bridging the gap you're um you know you're you're through your experiences and 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 like we said you going back and and even getting um you know your master's and and in hopes of getting your phd to follow right behind i mean so you're 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 going to be that beacon of light for them and you you, you're that hope you're you're gaining that information, gaining that knowledge, and giving it back to the community, and that's you know that's the pity of uh, the epitome of of this podcast, generation motivation. You know, yeah. you're motivating your generation. Um, you know, and that I think that's a nice segue into uh, into your nonprofit. So so we have Joshua's place. So uh, tell us a little bit about Joshua's place and 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 what you do with that nonprofit. Joshua's Place is named after my son, Joshua. Mm-hmm. Um, let's give you a little bit of background on it. Um, from um, In my book, when I told about us being homeless and living out the car and from motel to motel, and we were actually in a domestic violence shelter. Mm. And um, because of that, my children, as well as myself, we do, like, what we can. I don't care if, like, my son has actually seen someone homeless on the street with no shoes. And he's went home and got a pair of his shoes and brought them back to the homeless man. Wow. Wow. So it's like for us, it's kind of tender. It's a tender spot for us. And we try to do what we can to give back because one, you know, at one point in time, that was us. Right. So, Joshua's place, that's how the name came to be. Joshua, after my son Joshua. Mm-hmm. And um, with Joshua's place, the mission of Joshua's place is to um, to house temporary cooked. Uh, excuse me, I'm getting tongue tied. I'm so sorry. Temporary housing? Yeah. Yep. To provide temporary to permanent housing for veterans as well as their families and advocacy as well. Okay. Okay. So, so you said temporary to permanent. So like how, um, so how, how does it work? Like how, how do they go about, I guess, finding you to, how do they apply or? Well, it's not an application. Um, it's, it's like we do a screening. Okay. Of course, you know, we do a screening, but when I say temporary, let me explain that because I don't want nobody to be like, you know, she housed them and then she put them out. Right, right. (laughs) 
<laughs> right. Excuse me. Uh-huh. Okay. When I say temporary, there are a lot of veterans who receive compensation from the VA. And of course, you know, we have, if you don't know, we have um, the VA certificate um, to purchase a home. Mm-hmm. So when I say temporary, for those who do have that income coming in and they do have their VA loan certificate, and if their credit score is high enough, when I say temporary, that means they're going, they're staying here to get to point B. Gotcha. To buy them a home. Permanent meaning those that don't have that income and nowhere to go. Okay. Okay. And who permanently house them. How... How, how many, how many, um, how many do you house? Like how, I guess how many units or? Well, what I've done is I, um, what I've had to do because I've been trying to look for a facility. Uh-huh. Um, I've had to rent a home. Oh, okay. And just use um, the house to house the veterans for right now. Gotcha. And that's another reason why I'm going to school, too, because I'm funding all of this out of my pocket. Oh, wow. So I need to go to school and so that I can be all I need to be fully for my businesses, if that makes sense. I got you. What about grants? Like, have you looked into like grant writers to potentially get grants for the nonprofit? Or I have, I have tried everywhere today. I've tried different people that people have um, tried to connect me with. Okay, but I keep running into the same problem. Um, either they can't do it, or um, they'll tell me they're going to do it, and they never get back to me. Okay. So I'm really having a, a hard time finding a grant writer. I got you. Okay. 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 Um, well of course hey, of course don't let that stop stop you from Oh, I'm not. I know I know it's not, you know. I know it's not. Hey, the devil will try any and everything to try to stop, you know, your mission. Yeah. And, and stop you yeah. from being being a blessing. So hey, continue continue on that path. Um I am. Thank you so much, Jay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, hey, what about career growth uh, after domestic abuse? So, what uh, what's the focal? I mean, it sounds very specific, <laughs> but uh, yeah. <laughs> but, Basically, um, career growth after domestic abuse is not really. Um, for, I mean, we can house them. But it's more of a, um, how do I put it? It's like a program for victims who are in shelter or have come out of shelter. Mm-hmm. And they want to either go back to school, be become entrepreneurs, or whatever the case may be. What career growth after domestic abuse does is we find the avenues that the clients need to get them where they need to be. Um, as I had mentioned to you before, like, for example, like, a lot of people don't know um, that the unemployment, the employment commission 
um, they have a program where they pay you so much money to go to school, and they also pay for your schooling. Mm. And um, I have partnered with them, and it's just, it's, it's, it's a touchy situation, Jay, because it all depends on the advocate for the, the victim. Because you have some advocates who will push them or, you know, do their best to try to get this person where they need to be or to give them some kind of guidance mm-hmm. on where they need to be. And then you have some advocates who are just there for a job. Gotcha. You know, they really don't care. Right. And that's where career growth comes in because you, you being in a domestic violence, relationship, it, it strips you of everything. Your self-esteem, self-worth, self-confidence, all of that, you know? And basically what I want to do is be able to encourage and empower these women and let them know, hey, because you went through such and such, you know, here, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get you here so that you can get to here. Right. Right. So that's that's basically what career growth is. If, if that makes a lot of sense, if I need to go a little bit deeper, I will. Well, no, I mean, from what I gather, so basically, for for those in that domestic abuse situation, then it's almost as if you're kind of um, helping them, you know, helping them uh, organize their lives and, and give them the proper steps, guidance, nurturing connections, what what they need to be able to get to that, that next level. Correct. Okay. Okay. Got you. So it's just like you said, I mean, just basically you're just kind of bridging the gap for, for with both organizations that you have, you're, you're bridging that gap. You're just, you're helping people in tough situations, helping them, you know, be able to cross these uh, troubled waters and you're that bridge to uh, help them get to, you know, to the other side. Yes, I'm trying so yes. hard. I, um, I'm giving it my all. Yes. I, I really am. And and people really don't understand how hard it is. And, you know, I still have my moment, you know, when it gets really, really hard. Yeah. But um, I can't quit. You can't. I cannot quit because I know that there are so many people who need to hear my story and really need the help. Right. So I can't give up. And actually, you know, they motivate me, you know, more so than me motivating them. I'm more motivated helping them, you know, and it's blessing me right. more so than, than them because I feel like, you know, I went through what I had to go through, but it, but it wasn't in vain. Right. I can go back and tell somebody else how to overcome. And I, I can tell them, and I can also show them what I've done. This is what I've done, and this is what you can do to get here. Right. You know, I don't, want, I don't want male or female, I don't want them to feel like they are less than or beneath anyone. Right. I want them to know that because of what they've endured or what they went through, I'm here and we're going to figure this out together. That's awesome. 
That's awesome. Hey, and in the midst of you, you know, running these two organizations, uh, please don't forget that she does have a family <laughs> as well. And she's a grandmother and she's in school. So like, you know what I'm saying? Full time. Full time. Right. Exactly. And once you read the book, then you see some of the other things that she's endured. We didn't even, we didn't even really dig as deep as we could have, you know, I want, I want, you know, people to be able to read the book to uh, gather some, but we didn't touch on, you know, teenage pregnancy. We didn't touch on like the drug yeah. use and all of that stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, it is. You know, so. Um, and especially with, I just want to touch on teenage pregnancy a little bit because yes. um, there's, there's it's so many young girls out here pregnant now. Yeah. You know, and excuse me if I'm wrong, but I feel like the church failed in a sense, and I'm not blaming this on every pastor in the world. I'm not. I'm not saying that. But I know this teenage girl, she was 14 or 15, and she came to the church. I'm not going to tell the church that I was going to. Mm-hmm. She came to the church seeking help, and she wanted to repent, you know, because of the pregnancy, whatever. Don't you know she was actually the church? Because she was pregnant at a young age? Because she was pregnant out of wedlock. Oh, wow. That's what the church is supposed to be there for, right? That's my point. Hey, at the church, you're supposed to be able to come as you are. As you are, and you're seeking the word and you're seeking guidance. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I have a whole lot. Yeah. You know, I just, you know what, Jay, I just want to leave a legacy for my children. Oh, you go, you go, you going to go ahead and you go, you going to jump into the legacy part. Let me ask you that. Let me ask you that question because I, I did. <laughs> you jumped the gun on me on that. Okay, I'm sorry. You jumped the gun on. Hey, we, we were getting deep. You jumped the gun on me, but uh, but but no, but seriously though, since since um since you you started down that path though, what do you want your legacy to be? I want my legacy to be. I want my legacy to be where people can look at me and look at everything that I've endured and look at my accomplishments and use my strength to know that they can get to where they need to be in life. No matter how hard the fight may be, no matter what comes up against you, because I promise you, Jay, Everything that could come against me has came against me. Yeah. And I'm sitting here almost in tears. Um, excuse me. No, no. Mm-mm. Take your time. Because when I, when, I, when I think of my legacy, I think of so much that I want to do and what I want people, how I want people to see me. Right. I don't want people to look at me as... A teenage 
high school dropout, pregnant at 14. That's not what I want. Right. I want them to look at me because I, you know, I have been told by different family members that I have messed my life up, that I would never go anywhere, I would never be anything if I started having children early. Right. And that gave me the motivation I needed to fight to get to where I am now. Right. And if I could save one person, one person I know I've done what God sent me to do. Exactly. Exactly. And you are correct. And that's the mentality that you should have, you know, because you, you, you've endured so much and your testimony is impacting others. Your drive is impacting others. The, the fact that you're not giving up and you're finding avenues to help others. I mean, look how many lives that's impacting. You're giving shelter. You're giving wisdom. You know, you're showing outward strength. Hey, it, you know, hey, we, we all come out weak in the beginning, but we have to build endurance and we have to build strength. Yeah. And, and now, and now you're strong enough. Hey, and, and and that's not to say that you don't need to get stronger. We all need to get stronger. <laughs> you know, that's not, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Hey, we're all a work in progress. All of us. All a work in progress. I, hey, it doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank. It doesn't matter if you're a celebrity, it doesn't matter, you know, what your status is in life. We're all a work in progress. We're work in progress until our life ends, truth be told. You know, uh, that's the truth. That's the truth. That's the truth. Every day, every day that we wake up, as long as we have breath in our body, we're all a work in progress. Yes, and, we are. And and day. yes, and you've chose and you've chosen to overcome uh the obstacles that were not of your fault, you've you've chosen to overcome and use that as fuel to continue your journey. And along your journey, you're imp impacting others and you're pulling them along. So I commend you. And, and I mean, I just think that's just honorable for you to dedicate um, your life and your efforts to, uh, you know, to helping others in that way. I think that's I think that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. You no, know, my son tells me, my oldest son, he tell me, he said, Mama, he said, don't stop giving back. Right. He said, you have paid, you planted so many seeds. Yep. He said, that's going to come back to harvest. Yes. But, Jay, that's not what I'm I'm doing it for. Like, I'm not doing this for accolades or to be on front on the uh, front page of the newspaper. I've done that. I've been on the magazine. I don't want to go. I've been on the news. Yep. I did a talk show, you know, yep. twice. I've done all that. It's not about that. And that's where some people get it messed up. Right. They lose focus of what is what's priority. Right. You know, this is not something that is easy, giving up my whole life to sacrifice Basically, for the world, right? For men and women, you know, I never thought at forty-four I would be in school, get my master's degree, 
and then going on to get my PhD. Right. Who would have ever thought? And I found school dropout. Right. 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 But you never gave up. You never gave up. You kept your eyes on the prize. You know. You know, and it's just it's it's different. You know, when you when your heart is in it and you really doing it um from your heart and you're sincere, that's what makes the difference. You know, and that's what reaches people. You know, because some people, you know, veterans and stuff, when you see them homeless, because I remember I went to Virginia Beach, and um, I actually didn't realize that um, they had so many homeless people on Virginia Beach, um, on the little strip now. Yeah. And I stopped, and I asked this lady, was she a veteran? And um, she told me no, but they did have a lot of veterans out there. So I left some of my business cards because this this was winter. And Mm. it was so heart-wrenching. Like, I wanted to take everybody that was out there and take them home with me. But I didn't have a room. But if I did, I would have taken them with me. You know, and that's just where my heart is. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Now, I... I do want to circle back. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I do want to circle back on on one one topic that we okay. didn't touch on in the book, and you you can dig as deep as you want to, or if you don't really want to touch. I mean, I know it's in your book, so I'm sure you know you probably don't have a, an issue touching on anything in the book. No, I don't. But. Um, I wanted to touch on this because this is this particular topic is is so prevalent right now, especially with, you know, us going through COVID and everyone being at home and not being able to, um, I mean, I mean, just, I guess we just, the world was shell shocked or, and we're starting to slowly come out of it. But when we start talking about like mental health and whatnot, in in your book, you you did share that you uh, attempted to commit suicide. Yes, I did. Um, and I and and the reason I really wanted to circle back, it you know, at, at our church, that's something that like our pastor's really been harping on. Like every sermon he makes time, especially you know, just for the youth, not 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 specifically for the youth, but but he really is trying to reach the youth because you know, with them being on social media and you know some of the things that they're exposed to and 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 whatnot. Um, but he, he's made it a point to, you know, always talk about, um, not giving up hope and so many, you know, so many people are committing suicide and giving up on life. Uh, I wanted to circle back around because I I felt like it's, it's really important for people that are listening to understand how, when we say like rock bottom, it's not just she was in a depression. It's not, you know, it's not just that she didn't know which way to turn, but it was at a point of attempting suicide and look how far she's come. That's why I wanted to touch on that and drive that point home. People think, okay, she was in a bad spot. No, it's more than she was in a bad spot. She was in a spot where she didn't want to be here anymore. Yeah. So, um, 
how how were you able to gather the strength to come out of that situation? Um. Again, I'm I'm gonna have to say my children. Okay. Because when I, you know, when I think about them, and that was, you know, I was at a bad place, Jay. Yeah. I ain't gonna even lie to you. Yes. When um, I tried to take my own life, um, I felt like my kids would be better off without me. You know, like because I, I I was depressed to the point. I couldn't even get out of bed. Like, I didn't want to take a bath or anything. Like, I'm I'm just being real. Right. And um, I just felt like it would be better if, you know, if I, I was just gone. But, you know, I started having my children and my children, you know, uh, outside of my oldest two. Um, you know, then I had my 15-year-old, and I said, you know, they, these kids depend on and if nobody else in this world loved me, my kids love me. And they're looking at me to be an example for them. Right. And if I leave this world, ain't nobody going to take care of my kids the way I'm going to take care of my kids. Right. And it's going to, you know, and it's, it's deep. I mean, even now, I this will take meds for depression. Right. You know, because, you know, I suffer from PTSD. Um from the military. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I have medications that I do take and I'm not ashamed to tell anybody because right now I need it. Right. With right. everything that I'm going through. But at that time, you know how sometimes in black families, if you go see a therapist or you go see a stranger, then you crazy. Right. You know, that's just been the mentality. I'm just being real. You right. know, that this is the way some people think. Right. And it's not. And that type of thinking keeps people from getting the help that they need. Right. 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 Um, you know, I was going to say one other thing um, as well. And hey, the fact that God didn't let it, let it happen. Yes. God said, you, you got work to do. We're not letting you leave right now. And 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 I think um, I think that speaks volumes, and that that just speaks to to your strength uh, as well. Thank you. Yeah. I can look at it now, you know, and I can talk about that part of my life, you know, and it wasn't easy in the beginning, but now I can do it with. I know. Uh-oh. Sorry. Hello? Okay. I, I apologize. I'm sorry. It's okay. Okay. You you said you can, um, it wasn't easy. You can, you can talk about it now. Yeah, I can talk about it now because of where I am. Um, my growth and my strength. Right. Um, but it took me a while to get to a point where I could. Right. Um, to really talk about it because, you know, even when I went into the military, you know, I was still having my stuff that I had to battle and face and stuff. And, um, 
once I became a soldier with all of the training that I had to do, mm-hmm. it gave me my confidence back. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I can believe that. Hey, the making of a soldier, you know, the book. Hey, yep. you know, hey, not just um, <clears throat> not just a physical soldier in the sense of going to the army, but a, a spiritual soldier, a warrior. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you know, so spiritual warfare, mental warfare. I mean, just just everything. So, um, you know, I, I like, you know, once again, I I just I want to commend you and. uh right. Yeah, I want to commend you, and and I think your your story is uh is just gonna bless so many people, so many people out in, in in these situations that are afraid to talk about it. Like you said, we sweeping under the rug, don't know how to talk about it, don't know you know where to go to get help, don't know that there's help out there, don't want help when they really need help, um, you know. So, and that kind of leads me into my final uh, question. Which, um, which I ask of everyone I interview, with it being okay. with it being generation motivation, and it, like once again, I mean, I think you you touched on it, uh, but with it being generation motivation, how do you feel as though you're motivating your generation and generations to come? I feel like I'm motivating my generation because I feel like by me pushing mm-hmm. and keep going the way that I'm I'm doing now and the people around me can see that. Right. You know, so I feel like um just people because I I've had people come up to me and tell me how proud they are of me, you know, and how far I've come. Mm-hmm. And to look at back at it now, like I look at myself and I'm like, really, <laughs> me? You know, like this is really happening, right? Um, it's I don't know, Jay. It's surreal, huh? Yeah, it it is. It's surreal. Like, and, uh, is this me? Am I doing this? You know, yeah. you you and you play it back is- these memories. Uh, well, more so like nightmares. You play these back these nightmares in your mind, and and this is where I was, and then you kind of snap your fingers and you come back to reality. Like this is where I am now. Yeah, because I'm telling you, like sometimes now I can be driving and riding down the road, and music is like mm. my go-to. Like I can think, I can relax when I'm listening to music. It just puts me in a different place. Mm-hmm. And um, I be riding sometimes, and I be thinking, I be like, "Hey, Trent, you remember when you was on the side of the road, car ran out of gas, beat a car, mm-hmm. had to walk, you know, with your kids, and now I don't even have that issue." Right. Right. You know, and that's a blessing. That's a blessing. God is bringing you through it. Yeah. And it, 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 that's what I want people to to look at me and see. Mm. I want them to be able to look at me and say, hey, she did it. I can do it. Exactly. And that's what I want. Exactly. Um, 
Well, anything else you you wanted to touch on before we wrap up uh, the interview? No, if you don't have any more questions. <laughs> um, and and I will post information in regards to the nonprofits uh, as well. And, you know, like your um, social media tag. I mean, I, you know, all of that stuff. I can um, I can post that so people know how to get in contact with you. Those that want to help your organizations as well. Yes. And they can also donate on the website for Joshua's Place. Okay. Um, and um, career growth after domestic abuse. They can reach out to me through the web the um the web page. Mm -hmm. Through Facebook or Yeah, the um what you call it? Um like had a brain freeze. I'm so sorry. Oh no no. Uh, through your business profile on Facebook or Yeah, Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, inbox me there and reach me. And my phone number is also connected to my pages. Okay. So you can reach out to me. And um, let me just say too, my book is on Amazon and it's um in Barnes and Nobles. Okay. The Making of a Soldier. So you <laughs> so you can pick that up on Amazon. Um, is it is it uh in the stores Barnes and Noble as well, or is it on the website or both? Okay. I haven't. I'm just gonna be brutally honest. I have not been inside of Barnes and Noble to see. Okay. Um, it's in there, but I did check online myself. It is online. Got I know it's definitely online. Definitely. Barnes and Noble. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Well, hey, look, I um, you know, I definitely appreciate you carving out, you know, some some time out of your busy schedule. Um. And I want to, uh, you know, once again, say thank you. Thank you for carving out the time. Thank you for your service as a veteran. We didn't even we didn't even go into that that side of it. But your your, ser <laughs> your service as a veteran, your service in, in serving the community um, and just a hey, just being a good leader and a role model and and uh, using your platform. I'm big on that. That buzzword, you know, with the okay. with the website, a. Hey, I mean, with um, with the podcast, you know, I'm I'm using my platform, and I always say, you know, that's a we're we're all born with a platform, and it's all about you know how we use it, whether you a whether it's a, a large platform, a grand platform, or whether a it's a smaller platform. Like you said, all you want to do, a if God puts you on here to reach one person, then a mission completed. Yeah, I've done what I I was sent here to do. Exactly, exactly. So um. Hey, I definitely, definitely appreciate your time. I appreciate all your, your positive energy. Um, continue to keep your head up. Continue to, uh, you know, keep pushing and motivating, you know, each and every one that you come in contact with. And, you know, we definitely appreciate you. I appreciate you, too. Yeah. And I'm going to do my best. And if there's anything, you know, that anyone has any questions or anything, like I said, they can reach out to me. And um, through my Facebook um, pages or, you know, like I said, my phone number is attached to both pages. So you can call me. Um, it, you know, it's just whatever I can do to help people or give them guidance. Like if it's something that they need and they can't, you know, don't know how to get it or, you know, find a way or whatever. 
exactly exactly well thank you so much hey and uh to all the listeners out there another episode generation motivation in the books we definitely appreciate all the support please continue to share like follow um and uh you know hey until next time hey just just continue to make a positive impact hey one step at a time